Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet, dated Friday, May 30th. My name is Naomi Lee, and today we're focusing on hypertension, the diagnosis of which is estimated to contribute to 9.4 million deaths annually worldwide. I'm joined by Dr. Eleni Rapsimaniki from the Far Institute of Health Informatics Research, University College London, lead author on a paper published today describing the association between hypertension and 12 cardiovascular diseases from analysis of the Calibre database containing over 1.25 million people. Hello, Dr. Rapsimaniki. Hi. Could you start by telling us the background to your research? What did we know before and what did your study set out to investigate? Well, we have known since the early 70s, I would say, when the results from the Framingham study came out, that people with higher blood pressure have increased risk of cardiovascular diseases compared to people with lower blood pressure. And this is referring to people without prior cardiovascular disease at baseline. However, there were a lot of things that, there were a lot of open questions. And one of those was, how low is the optimum blood pressure in terms of cardiovascular risk and um, whether there are associations with all types of cardiovascular disease or some types, for example, the most common ones. So there was um, a study in 2002 by the Prospective Studies Collaboration. This is a large meta-analysis of different prospective cohorts, most of which were recruited between the 60s and the 90s. They showed that risk of fatal stroke and fatal heart attacks was higher in people with higher blood pressure, systolic or diastolic, and the lowest risk was observed in people with blood pressure down to 115 over 75, systolic over diastolic. They studied people in the middle age and old age. However, people below 40 were not studied. So another open question was whether there was um, association in people uh, below those ages, younger people, in terms of cardiovascular risk. And also whether there was um, the risk continued to decrease below the threshold studied. So whether there was lower risk below 115 over 75. So in our study, we have focused not only on fatal um, events, but also on non-fatal cardiovascular diseases, and also diseases that do not present as hospital admission, but as a first presentation, they tend to be tackled by the primary care physician. So for example, stable angina, the majority of the stable angina diagnoses are seen by the GP. And stable angina is very poorly studied so far because previous studies have not been able to cover primary care and hospital admission data in the same study. Your research uses the Calibre database. Can you give us an overview of this data source and how you approach the analysis of such a huge database? The Calibre database is um, a linked database that comprises primary care. This is linked to hospital admissions data, which is abbreviated to HES data, and uh, mortality records. And we also have information on the socioeconomic deprivation of the patient based on the postcode of um, where they live. The data includes 
the typical epidemiological information such as age, sex, and also everything that is recorded by the GP during uh, routine clinical visits, such as uh, the blood pressure, the BMI, smoking status, whether the patient is diabetic, a range of medical history conditions. There is very good information on the prescription medication taken by the patient and also any blood test results that have been ordered by the primary care physician. The hospital admissions data includes data on um, the reason why the patient was admitted to hospital and a a range of other secondary diagnoses related to the hospital events. So it's very comprehensive. What are the headline results from your research? We found that um, there is a wide range of cardiovascular diseases that occur in high frequency in this contemporary population. And only one third of these were heart attacks and strokes, which is what previous studies have focused on. Stable angina was the most common in the initial presentation of cardiovascular disease in younger people between uh, ages 30 to 59. And as people uh, progressed to older ages, uh, there was a higher rate of ischemic strokes and heart failure. We found that cardiovascular disease occurs, people with hypertension lose about five years of healthy life expectancy to cardiovascular disease if they're hypertensive from age 30 and onwards. And uh, about half of these life years are associated with initial presentation with stable angina and another substantial proportion is um, owed to coronary heart diseases such as myocardial infarction and um, in later years heart failure dominates the life of years lost. How would you like to see these data used? This data is useful for identifying the range and the variety of different conditions that can affect the whole cardiovascular system and the, the age specificity of these conditions. They can be used to counsel the patient to take precautions in terms of controlling their blood pressure, not just with medication but with lifestyle changes and doing so from an early age. And also for the doctors to identify and screen for a wider variety of cardiovascular diseases than they currently focus on, which is usually the coronary heart disease. Very interesting findings. And what are the limitations of the research? What's the next step? Well, the limitation of the research is that um, we only use the baseline blood pressure to measure risk of future events. So in um, a more refined analysis, we would also incorporate how blood pressure changes over time, and this would refine our estimates in terms of improving the accuracy. What would you say is the most important take-home message from this paper? Well, it's important to control your blood pressure from an early age because we found that there were high event rates even from people between 30 to 59. Stable angina was very common and it's a very debilitating condition. Therefore, it is important to start as early as possible. You mentioned in your paper that these data could inform future research. Could you just expand on that? Yes. This is an epidemiological study. It can be used to show the types of events um, that can be studied in um, randomized clinical trials, depending on the target populations. 
and the range of the different um, conditions they aim to prevent. Therefore, we provide epidemiological background information for the more accurate design of future trials. Dr. Eleni Rapsamaniki from University College London, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to The Lancet. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much.